Namaskar everybody. Welcome. Welcome to episode 2 of Living Forward. Namaskar, Namaskar, Namaskar. Welcome this Sunday morning to the second episode of Living Forward. I'm joined by Dr. Uma Aisola, Head Alliances and Partnerships, Access Health International. More importantly, she will be speaking to us about the role of health in life moving forward. Thank you so much for joining us on a Sunday morning, very early somewhere, not so early someplace else, late night someplace else. So, here we go. Namaskar, Namaskar, Namaskar. Very good morning to all of you who are tuned in from India. Good evening, or late night somewhere else. What else? Some other variation of that. So today we are here for the second episode of Living Forward. And I have with me my dear friend Uma Asola. And uh, what's very interesting is that she is the convener of the well convener well-being of Indian Women's Network Telangana. She's the head alliances and partnerships, Access Health International, and she's an independent director on boards. But most importantly, she's here because she's a person who works in the space of health. And not only is she working in that, she has deep passion for it. And I thought that this is, as we, you know, in our in our show, Living Forward, we are looking at what is it that we have to put in place as we live forward into this future. And uh, today we have Uma Isola who's going to share with us what's going to happen to the workspace, what's going to happen to life itself. How will it be if health now plays a role, which probably never did, at least overtly in our lives. So let's discover and uh, I'm taking this opportunity to welcome my friend Uma. Just to let you know, this is a make-believe coffee shop. So I'm just having some coffee, but it's not from a coffee shop. Swagat hai Uma. Swagat hai. This is the new greeting and I'm going to start with that because the contact greetings are no longer welcome. It starts with contact the namaste. The namaste. And it's now globally accepted form of greeting, the way yep. we are right now. Yes. So Ashish, it's a privilege to be on the show. And it's a privilege to actually talk about the changing times in health. We are a generation that have seen the best of times. And we have actually been where the next generation will not be or the previous generation have not been. So if you look at it, today's children don't know whether they're going to school. And 
the previous generation didn't have the luxury of going to school because there was war or they were fighting poverty or otherwise but we have had the best having said that if we look at how health has changed and how it's become of paramount importance just in 6 months time the whole acceptance of what used to be i have a coffin cold i'm not going anywhere with it it's okay i'm part of a family it doesn't matter i am looking after my loved ones i'm going to work i'm not going to shake hands i will still touch my computer it doesn't matter my teacup can be along with the rest nothing makes a difference today if you have a 100 fever i have gone to office when i've had 104 fever and nobody even asked me you know you look flushed are you sick they might just say why don't you go home you look terrible but from there a 100 fever which we used to ignore has become important it has Absolutely. become paranoid people with a cold people who have sniffled and not done this i'm like apna manners kha gaya very interesting very very interesting uma so essentially it's a paradigm shift uh, you know i mean if, if we if we just even begin with you know what you started with um you know remember earlier when somebody wasn't able to reach somewhere and they said nahi yaar i had a viral yaar and others would say theek hai viral hai to kya hua yaar come on yaar nothing it's all right <laughs> now anyway first of all nobody said i have a viral you know they said no, no nothing is just that you know some allergy you know all that and secondly if someone so so the entire Uh, jokes apart what we are really getting is that there has been a paradigm shift um in how we are approaching health now my the the, the thing that i'm wondering and to just set set the ball rolling clearly there is a paradigm shift but is there also uh, is, is there fear which is driving this paradigm shift and what will happen if this fear goes away of course there is fear and it has two ends of this there are some that are really fearful and some that have thrown caution to the winds and said mm-hmm. it doesn't matter so so here is here is here is something which you know i mean like to, to put the question in perspective health then just before march and health now So if it you look at it, the centerpiece. it, it is coming to the centerpiece yes. of our conversation for business, for life, day-to-day life. How schools are going to be run, how education is going to be done, how careers are going to be followed. What, what is, what do you want to begin with to set the ball rolling? What has shifted between then and now, as far as the health in life is concerned? See, always we are driven by our notion of control mm. or the lack of it, okay. and currently what we are seeing. which is very different in the last 3 months or 4 months is the lack of it okay we have no control over who is an asymptomatic carrier you're not okay you're frozen yeah okay yeah and how am i going to work around this got it so, so essentially we, we will have to find our way around it uma 
because it, this is the unseen right yes this is the unseen earlier it was supposed to be i'm fine i'm unwell and i'm fine i will not be scared but the the question here is what what is coming up again and again for me we are going to be what what is our work ethic going to be with corona around um it's a dramatic change and i would put my own example of having worked for 33 plus years i'm almost 35 years in the workforce got it and um for me for most of my life i have been on a plane every week or if not more than once every week sure i have never stayed in work from home so i had to first set up a desk at home to see what was happening and if i cut it across and look at healthcare space alone the digital work is working well the digital world is working well from home because they have had offers and they've also had regions which they work across so they used sure. to take their work home and they used to work from home so it is not earlier, new to them new to them new. Yeah, new to them yep. but yep. if you look at the healthcare the hospital world has changed for good forever the individual healthcare consumption needs uh, including people with cancer did not go for the first one and a half months to get their treatments including their chemos because of the lockdown sure that changed that's a huge shift from uh, cardiovascular disease name name it hypertension diabetes um, cancer care and all those that are the non communicable diseases as we call it in public health they have had to take a hit they have had to take a hit in terms we've of we've had to we've yeah. had to deal with people at home who are suffering but cannot go because of the fear of corona also sure. because we don't know what's so, going to happen so, yeah so so facilities are there yet we cannot approach it all right now this 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 brings it to a this is going to impact so it's not just a question of our hospitals there are things available yes there are and yet there is a fear now here is what i really want to kind of uh, pick your brains on the world will continue right world is not going yes. to stop and no. and for a while as you told me the vaccination is not not going to be there no. all right so in that kind of a scenario what's going to happen is that just imagine you know before any major crisis you know for example airports looked very differently 15 years back than they do now you know so many things have changed so much over the years so will certain things come come in here for example one thing which comes to my mind is that uh uh in the far east you know a whole lot of things how people started behaving before what they used to behave before sars and after sars there's been a huge shift you know how face masks masks are now a part of their life over the last so many years now what are the systemic changes you think will now slowly start seeping in to day to day life where we will continue in spite of uh, covid uh, 19 if you look at it it's an again an interesting public health perspective that i'm going to share mm-hmm. systems are right now more held by the governance 
and we mm-hmm. saw something that the world had never seen a lockdown of a length of the kind that we saw and the number of people that actually adhered to the like lockdown so there's a behavioral change right there the first thing right. that you see is that the day on 22nd of march when we were mm-hmm. asked to stay home for one day sure. i don't think anybody actually made the effort to go out so how how much of a mindset change is that mm. from being somebody who is out there all the time we were in pubs we were in hotels we were in restaurants we were eating out we were going we had movies entertainment mm. had changed and and we said that we cannot live without it yes yeah and the consumerism and- that was consuming us sure and i'm going to ask you ashish yeah yeah I think your industry has been hit large. Absolutely. Completely shut down. Yeah. And how are they dealing with it? So so in fact in fact this question is from that entire thing that the work will have to continue. There is no other way. Yeah. See I mean just uh, you know if you go into a cave hoping that it's not going to catch you how are you going to earn? So that's that's a question which is true of uh you know any industry including the film industry including any industry you can pick up any industry. so we definitely have to be at work the question here and what we are dealing with again is that everybody is uh, is discovering how best to put things in place so one of my ideas of interacting with you is to also discover what are the things that we need to put in place for example uh, i believe i'm told that from 20th july we again begin shooting i'm told i was giving a sense in a sense so in that case they have they put some stipulation how many people are in the studio okay and then face mask being there uh, you know all those things are there separate you know they they're going to make sure things are separate things are far but what's interesting and what's also challenging uma which i have felt a- across industries is that we still don't know what's going to work and what's not going to work all right and uh, what's your take on this can we can we ever be over careful in this or can we actually go that okay let's see what happens or can we find our way through this can we depend on the herd immunity to develop um interesting i'll tell you why because um if you looked at some of the uh, large reports that came out in the short period after covid you know the plice water house coopers the you know the various bodies deloyed all these people have been bringing out reports and with the public health perspective so if you looked at those the economic numbers and the fear for economic impact is much larger than the fear for health impact absolutely so if you look at it paramount everywhere across board people are worried about jobs and only then worried about health but they know that without that focus for health that job will have no sure. absolutely no meaning so somebody just uh, i was talking about herd immunity and i will tell you a little more about it uh, somebody just asked me uh, uma uh, i said i'm dying to go back to work typical hum log ka jo conversation hote rehta hai ki aise nahi waise aise nahi aise ha 
तो ही सर अभी भी काम तो कर रही हो ही सर हाँ वो आई सर वो तो सुबह छह से आप तो ज्यादा काम कर रहे हैं आज सुबह छह से काम किए हम रात को ग्यारह बजे तक काम कर रहे हैं अभी कभी खत्म ही नहीं होता है जब देखो उठे रहते हैं तो वो लैपटॉप दिख जाता है सो काम की बात नहीं है तो क्या है सो आई टोल्ड आई से रियल एस्टेट इज इट एंड बैट ओके देर इज सो मेनी अदर पीपल हु यूज टू गो टू हॉस्पिटल जस्ट बिकॉज दे हैड अ कोल्ड दे वोट गो फर्गेट द सीरियस वंस those will still have to go somehow or the other so some people who are old used to go to see their doctor to have a conversation and i used to have a lot of people who used to come and say aapse baat karke acha lagta hai so they would dress up and come just to have a conversation okay that's fine that's also gone i said aaj kya ho raha hai herd immunity is not is when 55% of your population has it so he said i said i'm in no rush to get the virus while we all might end up getting it in some form the delay on getting it if i get it 4 months from now we might be closer to a drug or a vaccine sure i might have improved my immunity staying home and taking care of all these uh, new advertisements that are coming up the new brands that are coming up and saying please take this this will improve your immunity and suddenly there is a shift from uh, take this pill for this to take this for immunity so you see an industry shift over there there's a brand shift over there and also if you look at it the herd immunity is something that will happen maybe over time but the the farther you push out the fact that you might get it the better chance you have of recovery so that's a ah. big message that's a so big essentially message essentially what essentially what you're saying is that don't count on that possible possible herd community to kind of cover up for you no you know don't count on it essentially yes so 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 i got that okay and so i'm i'm not counting on that so i'm taking care of myself and i'm very clear that i need to work so therefore the workspace which is um which is agnostic of any industry each workspace will now probably need to have certain systemic things put in place yes which will have uh, other than other than just to deliver things but also to have health as as a primarily prime uh, thing so what are the systemic changes do you think that that that, that will need to be incorporated across industries so again coming from a public health space mm-hmm. um if you looked at it the conditions like diarrhea malaria all these infectious conditions have have stayed with us sars dengue have stayed with us for a while mm-hmm. and world health organization tried very hard to imbibe the culture of hand wash and hand hygiene and the 20 minute you know way yeah. in which you actually do the hand wash right it did did we manage to convince a lot of people no today even your house help will not walk into your house without washing her hands straight at the sink because she is worried about whether she is getting it from you so 
the kind of hygiene that is now taking place is not something you've ever seen before and that will stay that is something that that's not going stay. to go that will stay that's my question to you yeah because because you know i i kind of you know sometimes i do believe and yes i would want certain things to stay but if you look at it washing your hands even before a who circular would have come uh, was something which was part of our culture you know we would uh, not yes. just wash our hands we would we would we would bathe uh, at the end of the day at the beginning of the day at the earliest point of the day uh, you know and and so often one used to bathe just to cleanse oneself or to wash one hands you know all, all those things and, and wash the face wash the eyes uh but after a while it didn't work out it it, it wasn't so lifestyle to forward my question here is uh umar that at this present moment yes the scare is there we are willing to do everything that is required even do the namaste you know because you know i just want to stay safe as you said the fear of uh uh you know that getting that contagion but i personally feel that certain need certain things will need to be systemic for it to be sustained mm-hmm. where uh, where businesses and i and i and i put a special emphasis on business because business is something which all of us are involved in we could even be working in an organization but business is something which is about uh, people going out and offering their services all right i'm not talking of just people who can remain at home but people who are going out to offer their services or even avail of other services that people are offering there is going to be a major shift and what are the systemic things that you think are going to come in place uh several actually not one mm-hmm. contactless services will be one thing that will be a big thing got it contactless service okay got it people um you know i am very agnostic to digital uh, acceptance of banking payments this that and the other and i would always want to go and have that personal connect with my bank and you know sit across and have chai pilao types now you don't have it i don't want it no i don't want it don't, even if you want, want me to come i don't want to come don't want right to okay the second thing is the adoption of digital health and iot's in health you know internet of things will take over the blood pressure explain, monitors explain this. explain uh, this the blood pressure monitors that we used to okay. keep ki ghar mein koi bada hai kabhi zarurat padega sabhi log ha ha to pulse oximeter okay yeah. then uh, uh the uh, if you look at ios software systems which is apple has a device for you touch it you have pulse you have ecg so there's a software app that actually takes care of you and tells you if there's something alarming towards a heart attack so that is another internet of thing so if you look at it there will be so many such apps that will take over so the digital world will start becoming a very much a part of your intimate part of your world so the security there is something that i would be worried about yes and also also another thing uh, uba can you move a little to your to your right Yes, thank yeah. you so very much. So yeah. the the other thing that I've seen, for example, do you, do you remember that particular site in which you you can diagnose if you're unwell? There's a particular site. Um, uh, you know, the, you you put in your symptoms, it also tells you what you have. 
and I I know of quite a few people who so often use it that they seem to uh, they psych themselves into feeling unwell. And I'm just wondering. In fact, today itself, I saw a, a very interesting wristband. Uh, amongst other things, prominently shown is the body temperature. So, uh, are we going to get a lot of people who are going to get really caught up with uh, you know the hallucinations about Am I doing okay? I mean, do I have fever? Is that also going to come up with such a lot of uh, digital thing available? Because yes, digital makes it accessible, uh, but I don't think most of us have the ability to um, understand the data that that is reading out to us. Will it increase fear? Will it will it make some more people feel that yes, I I I could diagnose it, and I I don't think it is, or I think it is. So again, if I look at it, I look at it from industry perspective, public health perspective. Okay. Please. If you look at it from industry perspective, industry will say they will still come to us. Got it. Will they say that? Because people who are paranoid and hypochondriacs don't care about COVID. They will still have to go and see the doctor. Then there are some who will fall in the foolish brave category. Who will say foolish brave? COVID. Yeah. They'll say. I am very brave. Nothing can happen to me. I am going to go there. I am going to get seen. It doesn't matter. Got it. So, how are they going to deal with that? They'll they will still continue to battle with things which they think they can overcome because of their bravado, if nothing else, bravado. Okay. There is a conservative, per, you know, perspective to certain people, and there is an intellectual perspective to certain people. So these two will follow the public health norms and look for what are my outliers. What is my chance that I should get it? Uh, in the and last three months, I've had I, I've had hundred fever more than three times in the last three months. Okay, did I did that drive me to a hospital? No, it drove me to a teleconsultation. Yes. So the digital divide will take over. The doctor will ask you for symptoms, and of course, there is the Google uncle or the Google aunt, as we would call it, which is also a doctor. Sure. In more sense, in more sense than many, for most people, more than any. But what will happen is, if you look at it today, for the last four years or five years, people had been talking to the government and asking for digital health platforms as an acceptance because a large of large part of the um, you know uh, mushrooming industry in health as i would call it uh, was in new apps in new devices in new enabling uh, surfaces for helping bring down the numbers in healthcare today we have the national health uh, digital blueprint ready and it didn't take 3 months and it had a hundred experts. Today we have a Niti Aayog report, which actually talks about how we are going to take forward India into the next, uh, you know, future of how uh, we are going to consume health. The PMJY, which came in uh, two years ago, which is unique, which has fifty crore people insured, is now looking to see how 
uh, actually the there could be a covid insurance for people so that even those people that can't afford to pay can be a part of the bracket and can afford healthcare good healthcare in good places they're also looking to see as part of the niti aayog how we can have diagnostic industry be included so that the testing doesn't become an impediment to making sure that you know whether you're positive or negative and you're not waiting for people to consume health got it so, so that's a very lots of changes couple of things you have said where you know you, you use this term consuming health now that's so that is at one point i want to hold and get back to you on this the other thing that i mean is that somewhere there is a whole lot of industry which is ready to provide services such that the hospitals are only dealing with people who actually need it so would this also be a time that a whole lot of people are actually consuming products which are health centric and probably at this point the hypochondriac is not a bad idea to be because <laughs> No, because because what earlier considered a uh, you know something that what are you getting paranoid about about could be a valid reason for you to get concerned about and and probably if you do if if we have right at homes for example I am hearing of these oximeters coming in so at least if a lot of people who can be using this at least the facilities in hospitals will be left for people who may not be able to afford other things so in a way in a way do you think that this digital industry um would help stop having too many people even reaching the hospices if they can if they can deal with their things much ahead of time and and some who really need it will reach there because just imagine this scenario that already our health healthcare system wasn't very high up you know in how it should be but consider in this point if a lot of these digital players come in and we are we are having we are having tests which allow people to have a little bit more confidence in them then probably and as you said uh, you know something which happens over the telephone over your doctor could also uh, uh, you know go so that so that the healthcare facilities are not strained do you think somewhere like this a coupling would come in which would allow in these present in these pandemic moments for things to surface it is already happening as we speak because if you look at the startup ecosystem for health which every industry has a startup ecosystem for the integration of technology to support health is one of the highest whether it is artificial intelligence or it is robotics or it is data mining and data uh, you know uh, sifting to give us numbers to the pharmaceutical industry as to what we need so the industry perspective as you speak today is combining several industries across to provide the best that we can for health so there's pharma industry working on one end which is about working to see how we can actually get this vaccine or a health uh, drug out at the earliest yes do you think this is the last of the pandemics no we have actually seen it slowly build up and nobody expected us to be hit the way we have across the globe 
so it's taken us by surprise so what will happen if at all there is another pandemic and if we have an axe vaccine and if we have a drug is that we will look to be better equipped for the next one if you looked at the sars and the h1n1 or the swine flu that happened and how kerala actually fought it versus yes, how dubai fought ebola in so those people are better prepared to handle this kind of a pandemic than we were or the us was or the europe here, was there's a very interesting one very interesting one in hbr i was reading an article where they are saying that how uh, by by reverse understanding how um, how countries who've been dealing with this countries were not very big that very few resources but they actually found novel methods to to deal with things which were localized which are huge issues but were localized but but you know what you said something is very interesting that if we have if we can have that kind of data mining available so we are very clear so few years back you know there was this very interesting snippet available of barack obama speaking of um, i think at least 5 years back that there may be an airborne disease which could come up and how ready how prepared are we to face it all right now it was still in the zone of hyperbole it was a sense ki yeah i mean like could be uh, is this is this hollywood playing up are, are they trying to create a contagion kind of a thing so consider that the learnings of this period as as i see it consider this is not just for covid the systemic thing that i'm talking of is it will not just be a knee jerk to this but also looking at and, and and you know even beyond this and here is another thing and i i want to ask you on this you know and that's something which i've been wondering just look at the other side of it this this crisis impacted that a lot of people have not been traveling okay and we've been managing something then some people need to travel all right now consider for a moment can we also incorporate certain learnings from this crisis which go beyond the immediate knee jerk of this covid crisis and and now include that societally and support organizations and support governments to to have them built in to our regulations and i hate the word regulations but still you know in terms of the systemic thing, to to have it part ingrained in us uh yes we definitely have a multisectoral approach to this if you looked at how the hotel industry doubled up right away to help the uh, those people who were traveling coming off long flights who needed isolation they geared up immediately for that and they were people who offered the government and said how are we going to be able to help those people because they can't go home they need isolation they need quarantine so hotel industry rose to it the insurance industry rose to it and said can i have something which is in terms of industry specific for how we deal with people who are losing their loved ones like that it's not an age it's not something that you predicted but there are people that go into this 
vortex the first two months we didn't even know what hit us and so many people lost loved ones so there are so many people who are dealing with crisis on their hands without having ever experienced a crisis before because we are a post world war post independence bunch of people that have had it well so far in life and in we've fact, seen fact, progress we are, seen, we are the pre covid we are the pre covid uh, generation yes. and we never knew something like this and and therefore it kind of also brings to me that imagine the medical fraternity uma the medical fraternity which is at the forefront of it the health experts are dealing with something which they did not study about yes. they are dealing they don't even know they don't even know what may cause or could cause imagine they are at the forefront they are you know it's it's a bit like the test pilots who are who are who are in the you they are on the mission and they are testing it while on job and and imagine i mean the irony of that is never lost on me that imagine the kind of reaction that people have had when there have been doctors around them and how scared people have been of doctors and isn't that painful that how those people have been dealing with that they've been at the forefront of trying to do things which no one has ever done before and they they are, they are sworn to their uh, you know their promise that they made and imagine people are reacting in a particular way so let me give you a bit on the human resource side of it and how people in public health have dealt with it okay mm-hmm. so um, if you look at it the government never stopped working every day everybody in spite of being where they were whether it was lockdown or not were mostly in offices and those that were out in the field looking for uh, contact tracing uh especially in the initial days uh where testing was not being done but contact tracing was very high so you had a whole field of people that were out there then you had hospitals that were meant for testing meant for isolation meant for treatment so there was another treatment at that level for the public health i'm talking again now switch it to the private health and in both places those people that went there every day were were ready to understand that they might be covid i have six children all of them are doctors all of them are in hospitals they're all in covid pro- uh, scenarios providing health there has now has come a point where since they wear ppes this is all getting cut because the quality of ppes provided are not great that is another thing the other thing that happened is pehle bhagwan hota tha any god was also a doctor you know we used to say he saved my life he's like god then the other extreme happened when somebody died they started beating up the doctor so there were so many instances of violence that happened and we really don't know what that behavioral shift happens with so many people locked down so many people inside for so many days so many of us having so many emotions running deep so many you know losing people it's amazing how people actually have made that shift but who did they take it out on they took it out on the doctors the medical health professionals 
who are actually looking after them this is something that's completely unprecedented it has never happened before in the history where we have looked up to our doctors like gods world over world over and 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 if you if we just look at it and we just and kind of just want to go into this is something to do with mental health uma yes because in this period in this period we have also seen a lot of increase in abuse all right and we know about it so for me when i look at when i look at people venting their anger at people so to say at random i very clearly see a connect with their anger and upset with themselves something is there is something wrong with them inside do you think that this actually you know it's much like a you know what is that pstd well a post trauma you know what is that post trauma stress post stress uh, yeah post trauma stress, stress trauma disorder, disorder. Yeah. okay which which used to happen during war times and you know people are being trained for that you know they, they get counseling for that do you think that apart from immediate health you know what we say is covid and all those things and taking care of washing your hands isn't this also a time that people have to start looking into the toll that this has already taken on the mental health of people so i'm going to go back and talk to you about workspaces and confined workspaces and in workspaces in confined workspaces you've always seen that there is some kind of a little balance that goes away okay, okay. and if you looked at it we had uh, you know posh act that came in for one kind of people then we had a counseling settle that got set up for another kind of people then we had the bosses which used to do mentoring for a different kind of people so there were multiple layers of things that actually happened in a workspace or an environment where we went outside of home look at what happened and let me be honest even as a woman i used to employ a lot of women across the industry and one question i would ask them ghar mein sab acha hai kyun aati ho kaam pe so there's a ghar mein sab acha hai to kaam pe kyun aungi 10 ghante to yahan pe humko apni rani banne ka chance milta hai so they wanted to be the queens of their lives while at work find an identity look for places that actually gave them their freedom to speak their mind and this is not for women alone i can say it for men too it is gender agnostic today that you actually see that of course women get highlighted more and men less but it is gender there is no gender bias on that but if you look at what happens now there are maybe four people in a home there are six people in a home there is an in-law factor in a home there could be so many dynamics that are playing out so do you know they started something called the red dot movement if you are being abused in the house and you cannot walk away please remember that if you have a red dot on your hand i'm going to identify you so this is how difficult it has become to have close confined spaces where you have no vent you're not sure. being able to let out i am running into the kitchen making chapatis if somebody wants me to make them i am pandering to a five set of different time times of meals which i used to make sure that i was cooked and left on the table and people used to eat and now they expect me to serve it and why because i'm available at home 
and I have timelines to meet just like my boss would expect it whether I'm working from home or not is that behavior not going to change I'm going to ask you a question Ashish look at the leadership and you deal a lot with the leadership across places right different industries whether it's in your film industry or outside of it and you do so much coaching across so many places if you looked at the top leadership and their expectations have they been reset is the middle management's expectations been reset so you, so here is an interesting one and that's you know i kind of um, there is a lot of double speak happening in the world always there is a certain things that uh, which are acceptable and uh, you know a lot of people who are heard uh, people want to hear acceptable things and and one of the reasons that i engage in conversations like this is that for us to actually even speak off the unspeakable uh, things which are not expected but they are there so this question of yours is very interesting because the the absolute top leadership will have a certain commitment as to how they would want to very close to their ethos very close to their upbringing their world view of life now as we as we drop down as we taper it down especially like in a country like india where there are so many people involved uh just the amount of time that each one of them will have to keep coaching people into new way of being which is required that probably diminishes because the needs and the wants of the organization at at one end is the bottom line and it can be anywhere not just a private organization anywhere is for the organization to deliver and how does the organization deliver it delivers when people individually are delivering and as we go drop down that pyramid uh, i i really feel that uh, if there is not continuous and over communication there in the absence of over communication people will be giving up saying that you have no idea what we are dealing with and for me the biggest loss of this moment and i was reading this article today is that there is something called lockdown and what we are seeing in the us at this point is that uh, uh, you know the quickness of which they were reopening they have again have to shut down florida and all those places are you know because probably the gains which could have been made have been lost by a quicker reopening and it's also true in parts of india now that is where we will have to be uh, that's that's why, why i think that the that the public health and organizational health and business health and the economy of the country somehow those links have to be so clearly established that if it is pushed beyond and, and therefore i'm saying that at one end somebody may be looked down as a wimp for 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 not going out at the other end probably that guy is somebody who is who is the key factor and who says that hey listen i need to live i need to survive this point because it is not just a question of a very solo thing because i i get that experience all the time the point here is that even though we may be in a metropolis living all right and the best hospitals around but the, those hospitals do not have the beds okay now this we are now getting an experience what people at large have been getting now that fear somewhere will have to be taken care of because if we are stepping out we are opening ourselves up to scenarios and people right at the top and here know that and that that balance has to be maintained and 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 seriously this is the time of innovation this is the time when each one of us 
has to understand and see ourselves as people who are stepping into this new world for the very first time we are the first uh, the last of the pre covid generation and we will be making our mistakes my question here is of all those things that we think we should be applying now don't you think that we should also be applying things which people may think are completely wrong but we believe in i do agree 100% agree so if you look at it from what i hear from you and what is very common in public health is the strong communication that needs to go out the training needs that need to increase the kind of public messaging that needs to be there can Which only people be have to believe it yeah, yeah. and it can only be stronger they can only be yeah. stronger not lessened because i'll find yeah. a lot of corporates if i look at it will start going into conscious consumption or conscious spending as i would call it and we are doing this as people at home we are looking at conscious consumption even at home the luxury is something which has found a new definition is there uh, the mask that's coming out which can be worn only like this by a louis vuitton yes it has already come there's a whole bunch of yes there's a whole bunch of glitzy gold masks because people cannot wear jewelry and go anywhere they might as well wear a mask and go so so if you do see the conscious consumption that's taking place today has changed and if you look at it the limiting of waste of food the restaurants not being making anything unless there is a takeaway order of some kind the you know if you're looking at buying options and standardizing those brands have changed the new gillette ad has changed you actually look at the way the whole industry is adapting so adapting and that's that's the thing that i want to say i i personally don't think this is just for this period you see for me uh, marketing and storytelling will evolve as time goes past all right so so it is it is like an evolving story but the question that i had is that if the leadership has to communicate this urgent story yes the covid thing is is like a systemic thing for me it has to if we do not learn from this then we are just opening ourselves up to more issues more variations of covid which may come up but this i think is a golden opportunity that if the communication is people are are if i may say investing that people get it is not that karna padega it is like i choose to do it for these reasons and i get it and personally if people get it that's when they apply it otherwise they are only doing it when others are watching true but um, a lot of people will get it this time ashish because yeah. what covid has done is a unifier yeah it's a huge unifier there is no rich there is no poor there is no any kind of religion there is no politics have you seen for the first two months of covid there was no other discussion till china came up yeah so yeah. if you looked at it the challenges in organizations that we saw were not yeah. about anything other than making sure that they faced the need to understand what was important what was systemic and what would stay so Super. if you ask me 
healthcare has gone from outpatient care now there is no longer outpatient surgery aaya karaya chala gaya so 20 saal pehle you know the 20 years ago where people used to come they had to stay in a hospital so that number will now where we thought you know we have an overcapacity of beds the hospitals are too large today they are not enough look at bombay the way they had to convert stadiums and they did it so beautifully overnight look at china the way they converted look at korea the how they actually isolated look at singapore you have global what examples have what they have done in delhi yesterday I was yes. reading about it an entire yeah. thing is being created yeah yes. fantastic yes yeah and we are only able to do that because we are in this generation 20 years ago we would not have been able to do it sure so we are dealing with different circumstances those circumstances i hope don't become scars but they will stay and make us adhere to systems in hygiene systems in healthcare systems in spending since systems and outcomes of how we are viewing other people versus ourselves you wow. know there will be so many changes so many so changes so this is this is this is uh, you know this this conversation for me is a conversation of discovery because living forward uh we want to be responsible for everything that is there in any case we are responsible and uh, for me uh, therefore i have personally felt that not just to do it because you're doing it but if we get if we get the why of it if we really get the reason why we are in it and if we can communicate that powerfully with people that's when people start adhering to it otherwise they are just obeying it and people don't obey too for too long and very beautifully put by you uh, uh, you know ma when you when you spoke of uh the learnings the systemic learnings and if they if they seep into our dna and and if we are left richer with this it's a ironical word but if we are left richer with this experience that we become more stoic about things rather than callous and if we if we get to if we get to balance and create value amidst all this and if this is now a uh, part of the deal part of the things that people say yes this has to be dealt with this is part of the cost this is a need and i think that is where we'll really take steps ahead and probably in the future uh the knee jerk will not be needed because we would have certain things in place and 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 as you very beautifully said that uh you know even our expenditure what we are spending in probably a, a a a part of it or probably a large part of it even for organizations and governments would go in some pockets which they earlier did not go in which i think definitely in terms of health what is needed for the health of of people of their extended family their mental health their capacity to handle stress and uh, and the new variations of that so um, you know some very very interesting comments are coming up um and uh, this is aspita bhattacharya who writes creating psychological safety in communities organizations institutions will be critical and leaders at all levels will need to drive this your take on this as we are into this last 5 minutes of this conversation very rich conversation so psychological safety uh is already being reviewed across boards 
by large organizations because mm. they know that they have a few thousand people workforce running into hundreds of thousands somewhere across the globe where mm. they will have helplines that will come in to make critical decisions and they will ask people to talk to them for psych- psychological relief because sure. if you look at it otherwise the suicide rate will become higher this abuse will become this thing that will become a norm robbery and daylight robbery will become something it, Love, and, and people, the, people feeling people feeling low isolated you know, around were around and just feeling low and sapped and and i see that if if we if we do not and, and let let me rephrase that question i think this is really an opportunity for us to preempt we are there when people are needing it rather than first people needing it and then present so so really thank you so very much so very much uma uh, i know you are a reluctant person to kind of come on such fora i really appreciate the fact that you accepted my invite i really really appreciate um i am i'm touched by your commitment towards uh your work i'm also touched by your humanity and there are so many aspects about you which i feel so grateful that i just know you um i'm so very happy that uh you made time to be here with all of us uh today there are a lot of people who know you who are here who are giving such saying such wonderful things uh about you and uh, you know what they have gathered and uh, i'll request you to come on and you know have a look at uh the comments on linkedin and uh facebook etc and if you can respond to them that will be wonderful um and dear friends if you have any questions that you may still have that you may want to ask uma you may uh send out to her on linkedin or send out to me i will forward it to her and thank you so much for being here today uh, this is going to be an ongoing conversation for each one of us because we are very very clear that this is going to be here for a while and how we are in the face of it not just as a knee jerk but how we are in continuing in the face of it is going to uh you know is going to define how we are with the world this is really an an opportunity for us to Uh, not just to deal with it as a medical emergency but also an emotional em- uh, emergency so let's be kind to people around us people who may not be even um, they might not have tested positive but they are going through stuff so so this is this is a, a conversation around health in life and uh, thank you uma for having illuminated so beautifully Ashish can I get one word in before we close You got all the time my dear friend I'm through with it I've said my thanks now it's over to you Um there are a couple of people who will understand what I say when I say it It's like when you say I'm a reluctant speaker I'm very shy so that's where I come from So that's a behavioral aspect that many people don't see and uh, has that been brought out during covid yes it has and uh, am i going to be able to do this maybe a little better thanks to ashish and his continuous reinforcement in me that i am able to speak and that i should be able to share some of what i have with all of you so i am grateful to ashish for his persistence i am grateful to each of you who has been here on this one hour call and heard us speak 
because it is as much about you as it is about anybody else i'm also grateful to technology that is making this happen and all those people behind ashish in the scenes and all the digital world that is actually making this possible for us to meet i am making new friends i was on a seminar in singapore for a week starting 5:30 a.m. without knowing who it was and there were 7000 people across the globe that were on that seminar so we are grateful to find new friends thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for making me a part of it appreciate it thank you so much everybody it's well known you have an extraordinary sunday wherever you are uma aisola zindabad bandu um as we say bye as we say namaskar to everybody that's yes. that's going to be the yes. new normal right yes. so namaskar everybody